everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Cold Coffee. My name is Kristen Hewitt once again with my lovely co-host across the pond, Miss Tova Lee. Hello, Tova. Oh, I just love the way we, we have like established <laughs> this kind of like uh, starting, right? The cool coffee. <laughs> yeah, it's my little podcast voice. I've got my TV voice, you know. Welcome back to Heat Halftime here on Fox Sports it does, Sun. That's and, what it always sounded like. It sounds yeah. like some sort of sporting event, which is really yeah. odd. <laughs> Well, that's how this is how I talk on TV. This is my TV voice. Welcome back. How are you guys? Feel like I need to start. Yeah, I I feel like I I need to start like cheerleading. You know, (laughs) (laughs) for you do that. I can hear the the music and the and the drums. How are you? (laughs) You good? I'm good. Let's good with. Let's start with you because I have a story to tell you. So first, let's start with you. How is your week been? Oh my God, Kristen. Yes, tell I d- me. I didn't even tell you because we were chatting. Oh, hi, everybody. Listen, me and Kristen usually chat for a few minutes before we start the podcast. And then every time there's like the same thing. Okay, can we just stop chatting now? Let's just chat on air. So yes. hi. <laughs> okay. Hi, everyone. Hi. This is episode 22. <laughs> before we get into today's show topic, we are going to be talking about newborns, but newborns. we're going to get to that in a few minutes. Yes. But yeah. first, Tova. So tell me, what didn't you tell me? Share Listen, your news. I'm on a, I'm on a, um, I am on a phone detox. Yay! Yes. How's it going? Oh my God. It's going really well. I mean, I've only been on the phone detox for a few hours, but if you count last night, then then I'm I'm doing really well. Um, No, really, I, I, yesterday was already like less, but then today I have not touched my phone. I mean, the phone now is in front of me and I'm recording myself, but that's it. Like I haven't touched my phone. I haven't spoken on my phone. I haven't checked WhatsApp. I haven't. Yeah. I decided that I'm just like too addicted to my phone and, uh, and yeah, and it's going really well. It's very, very odd. You know, it's so odd, Kristen, because you, I, today I was like getting the kids ready for school and I usually, well, if the if the weather's nice, we walk. But in the last couple of weeks, we've been go, uh, taking the car because it's so cold, right? And I was about okay. to take the car and I thought, hang on a minute, but how am I going to park my car? I need a phone to park my car, right? Why do you need a phone to park your car? Because there aren't meters everywhere. Some places it's just oh, a sign okay. and you have to phone or, or like the, use the app to park your car. Okay. So it's a bit okay. like, okay, guys, come on, we're walking. And they were like, what? They were like half, <clears throat> half in the car. And I was like, we're walking, we're walking. So I had to drag them to school walking, which was actually nice. And then I just, do you know what I felt so far is that the day has really slowed down for me. Does that make sense? Is that a good thing? Yes. I I found when I first did my digital detox that um, I called it a digital detox. And by the way, keep track of what you're going through because this could be a good blog post or video for you. Yeah. But but I would always, I always have my phone in my back pocket and I would constantly be reaching for it, reaching for it. And um, yeah, it's just, but we don't need phones to park. So that would be a hindrance. I mean, I would say have the phone with you too when you're driving just in case of an emergency, but uh, are so what are you doing? Are you not checking social media either? Are you scheduling no, your so, social media? No, uh, so what it meant was that I worked much less today. I suddenly realized that actually maybe I'm not such a busy person like I thought I was. <laughs> you know, like, That's true. No, really, I'm actually not a busy person. I was actually I did a lot of nothing today. I so I went took them to school then had to kill an hour before I went back to school to do cooking with one of my daughters. And usually right. killing an hour goes by really quick because I'm on my phone, you know, answering emails right. and on social media right. and reading and writing something, whatever. And it's always like, oh, God, I didn't have time to do everything. And I sat for an hour and thought, fuck's sake, this is a really long hour. <laughs> you 
this is the longest hour in the history of hours. Um, so I had a coffee, then I went to the supermarket, and I went into a shop. <laughs> All this in an hour, right? Like, so but much. you were present, and I you was, did yes, things. Yes, thank you. Yes. Thank you. That is exactly what I was. And I don't think I've been present for like the last 10 years. So I finally was present, went to the school. And even that, the cooking with the kids was just so much fun because I just knew I didn't have my phone. So like... It was, it was stress-free. There was nothing to check. There was no reason to rush. There was no reason to anything. I, I, it was awesome. Without sounding like your mother, I just want to <laughs> tell mother. you how proud I am of you. I am so incredibly proud of you for taking that step. It's hard. It's an yeah. addiction. It's an addiction. And you're breaking a cycle and you're stopping doing all the things. I actually think like I'm more addicted to my phone than I am to chocolate. And that is saying a lot. Really, that is saying a lot about me because chocolate is like, I'm really like, (laughs) I'm just saying a lot. (laughs) So I got home and I, I sat on, I sat down by my computer, did a couple of things I needed to do. And then it was like one o'clock and we were scheduled to talk at two. Do you know what I did? What did you do? I went. Did up- you take a bath? No, I went upstairs and I lie down on my bed and I rested. <laughs> wait, so here's wait, I rested. Why, why from, are you I rested laughing? From doing nothing. I really needed enough. <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> love that you're laughing about the fact that you rested. I think that that's a wonderful thing. I think that your body probably needed it. And it's not, it's something that as women and working mothers, we don't allow ourselves to rest. We think that we always have to do all the things and be connected. And how did you feel after you rested? It was, it was lovely. It was really good. And I'm really looking forward to this afternoon. I have a play, we have a play date. So we're all going to a play date at my neighbor's house. And normally like, it's nice, but you see, I, it's like I take another person with me, my phone. It's like, it's got its own presence. You know what I mean? So I'm like there, but like the phone is there too, you know? And I'm actually so excited to just go over and have a nice cup of tea with a slice of cake and not have the bloody phone with me, you know? It's just amazing. Let's see what day two is like. You know, this is me excited now. You know, it's day right. one. It's like your first day of diet and you kind of go, oh, right. yeah, this Where is you're it. Eating I've the got green this. Juices. I've got this. And then by day two, you're, you're like, I hate everybody. And, <laughs> so, yes. So let's see what happens tomorrow. But yeah, well, I am very proud of you, you. And this is a great first step. And to everyone <laughs> listening, I all, I encourage everyone to take a digital detox. I put my phone away until um, we leave for school. I don't even look at it in the mornings. Um, I pre-schedule social media, so I don't have to look at it in the mornings. I was surprised this morning when I checked social media to see yet another man that I admire was fired for sexual harassment. Uh, Garrison Keeler, who's a, oh. I'm from Minnesota originally, and he used to have this book series called like Wobegon Days, and uh, he's in public radio, and um, he was fired for sexual misconduct. I'm not sure what it was, though. I'll have to read into it, but it's been quite a week. I know yeah. you and I were both a little, um, a little shocked and stunned and surprised by the Matt Lauer news. So it just keeps happening. They're draining the swamp, Tova. All of these guys, their skeletons are coming out of the closets. Yeah. It's a shame. 
You know, I had so. a bit. Of, we had a bit of a debate about it yesterday. I actually had a bit of a debate about it with somebody on the weekend. They were saying to me, like, "Do you feel like it's okay that people are getting fired without due process?" And Why not, wouldn't it be okay? And without, like, you know, what about innocent till proven guilty? But I have to say something. Hang on, I have to say something. When he asked me on the weekend, my response was kind of like yours just now. No, it's fair. It's fine. Whatever. It's like in a way, oh, so much wrong has you know, there's been so much wrong that I'm not going to feel sorry for anybody now. But forget a minute for that. Forget about that for a minute. I do agree, actually, that due process is is important. And I do think that we should, you know, do the whole innocent until proven guilt. I do feel that. But actually, I have a real problem with the firing, the quick firing, because I feel, and I, I wrote about it yesterday on my page, I feel like by quickly firing people, it kind of shifts the discussion from what they potentially may have done to the fact that they've been now fired, to their careers, to like uh, how's this going to affect their marriages and to like a different discussion. And it kind of like takes the focus away from what's really important. It also feels to me that a lot of these big companies that are quickly firing people are almost like they're almost doing it in like, look, 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 we've dealt with it. We've dealt with it. That's it. It's done. It's done. When actually when you look into the stories a bit deeper, you realize, hang on a minute, this has been going on for many, many years. People have actually come and complained to you before and you have done fuck all for many, many years. So actually that's the issue. Like that's the issue. But nobody's talking about that because so everybody's so like gonna... talking about the firing. Do you know what I mean? Like, Well, I don't wh- think everybody's talking about the firing. I mean, more came out about Matt Lauer and I actually applaud NBC in one respect for firing him so quickly because there were numerous complaints yeah. and this had been uh, but an But there were numerous complaints over the years. So where were they then? Well, so what I was going to say is I think anyone that swept this under the rug at NBC in Mm -hmm. years past Mm -hmm. needs to be fired as well Mm -hmm. because all of the men that are complacent in covering this up are just as guilty as Matt Lauer. But I think the fact that they did fire him so swiftly proves that what he did was true. And he came out today with a statement saying that enough of... I haven't seen the statement. What did he he, say? He just came out. I'll pull it up on my computer. I just saw it right before we went on um, the air. But basically he said he was embarrassed and ashamed because there are enough of these things that have happened that are true. So he basically... Here, let me see. Um, so you see, that's what I said to my friend on the weekend who asked me, hang on a minute, but what about due process? And I said, yeah, but you know what? In most of the recent cases of people been, you know, accused and then gone and been fired, whatever, they haven't actually denied it. In many of the cases, they've taken responsibility and admitted. So, yes, they still need to, you know, there still needs to be due process. But when somebody says actually what, what I've been accused of is right – an end of story. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay. then it's I, I right. want to read this. I know our listeners might have already read this, um, mm-hmm. but I'm going to read Matt Lauer's um, statement really fast. Um, he says that um, there are no words to express my sorrow and regret for the pain I've caused others by words and actions to the people I've hurt. I'm truly sorry. As I'm writing this, I realize the depth of the damage and disappointment I've left behind at my home at NBC. Some of what is being said about me is untrue or mischaracterized, but there is enough truth in these stories to make me feel embarrassed and ashamed. I regret that my shame is now shared by the people I cherish dearly. Repairing the damage will take a lot of time and soul searching. Um, and I'm committed to beginning that effort now. It's my full-time job. The last two days have forced me to take a very hard look at my own troubling flaws. It's been humbling. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, you know, there's enough there where there is truth. So it's a shame. And the last thing I'll say on that, and I, I said it on my Facebook page as well, is what's really troubling in this whole era of everyone coming forward. I'm really glad that so many women are finding their voice and our yeah. voices are getting louder and they're coming forward. But what's really been troubling for me is when you hear all of these stories, and especially those in news, um, all of anyone else who has suffered sexual harassment or sexual assault, um, your trauma comes back to you yeah. every time you read a story. And, you know, I had two instances when I worked in news where I was sexually harassed and all of those memories have come flooding back to me. So I've been reliving my pain yeah. and my drama. Um, and it's, and every woman that has ever felt this is reliving it. And that's, what's really so hard collectively in our world right now is mm-hmm. when these stories come forward, we're all reliving it. So if anyone that's listening has ever been, um, assaulted or harassed, you know, I just want to say we believe you and your feelings are valid and, you know, time doesn't heal our all wounds. I mean, things happened to me when I was 19 years old and at 42, I still feel them. Yeah. So, um, I'm just, I'm really glad the women are coming forward, but it's just, it's been, um, I, I guess nothing should shock us anymore in 2017. Yeah, <laughs> that is so true. But this is not the topic of our show today. Before no. we get into why we are talking about what we're talking about today, which is surviving newborns, um, we wanted to tell you about one of our wonderful sponsors. Um, we are working with a company called Create Photo Calendars. And this is, guys, if you haven't done your shopping yet, this is a great gift guy who wouldn't want a calendar, right? You can Mm -hmm. upload your photos from your computer, your smartphone, your Instagram account. You choose any page layout or background designs. It can be birthday events. You can add business events, corporate marketing, even if you want to. And these um, calendars are top quality and they ship and print within 48 hours. That's amazing. So if you have someone special that you're looking for a gift card, it really is. We have a special podcast uh, list a special podcast offer, sorry guys, just for you guys. Simply go to createphotocalendars.com, create your calendar, and you will save up to 55% off. Your coupon code is podcast during checkout. So again, your coupon code is podcast. Um, once again, visit createphotocalendars.com and use promo code podcast during checkout to save up to 55%. This coupon is good throughout 2017. We hope you guys will take advantage of that because what grandmother wouldn't want? A photo calendar of all your adorable children. Uh, that sounds uh, awesome. Yes. So surviving yes. the newborns. I mean, I think that's a, a topic that most moms can relate to, I think. Maybe dads yes. as well. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so basically, so. The, everybody. All so parents. the reason why we wanted to talk about this, Tova and I, once again, our synergistic uh, <laughs> energy waves have brought us to this story. So I have a friend that had a newborn over um, the holiday, over Thanksgiving, a couple weeks ago. And during the holiday, she messaged me saying she was feeling suicidal. The baby was keeping her up all night. She didn't know what to do. And I was like, oh, breathe, you got this. And I sent her a long message that is now a blog post on my site. Um, so I asked Tova if you wanted to talk about how to survive motherhood. So she was like, in newborns in the baby stage. And she was like, yeah, because you have friends that have had mm-hmm. babies as well recently, right, mm-hmm. Tova? Mm-hmm. Just a few months ago, I have, so I have two friends and I met one of them over the weekend. And, you know, cause you said to me, oh, does that feel like a bit too far away? But it's, it doesn't, to be honest, cause I feel like that period, you know, those first few months, they're so... I don't know. There's so there's so many emotions. There's so many things going on that they just stay for forever, for a very long time. It's still fresh in my mind. Um, 
I don't know about you, but for me, the biggest struggle was the lack of sleep, which sounds like what your friend was talking about as well. Because yeah, you can't really function. No. You, you can't function when you don't sleep properly. And you don't. You just don't sleep properly. I hate it when people say, well, what? But newborns sleep most of the time. Why don't you just sleep when your baby slept? Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's so funny. Let's start there. Yeah. Let's start there because uh, one of the topics I wanted to talk about today yeah. was the worst advice you were given. And what you just mm. said mm. was my, the worst advice anyone ever told me when I had a baby is just sleep when the baby sleeps. So what's the big deal? You yeah. sleep. What are you talking about? The baby doesn't sleep. Yeah. The baby cries all day. And when she does sleep, she's waking up every hour to feed. I'm a zombie. I haven't showered in several days. I've got granny panties from the hospital on. I just gave birth. Um, <laughs> I, my boobs are overflowing with milk. Um, you know, it's like the adjustment to the newborn stage is a new way of life. So the first, that's the worst piece of advice I ever got was sleep in the baby sleep because I couldn't sleep in the baby sleep. Did you, were no. you able to, when you had uh, your first? No, but first of all, with my first, I think, um, you know, I, I didn't, I had a rough start, so I, I wouldn't sleep. Like I just didn't sleep cause I was worried something would happen to her. So like I didn't sleep, but also I have to say now take, put that to one side for a minute. I think the biggest struggle is that when your babies are really little, like you don't know what they're going to be doing, you know? So I would sort of, I wouldn't always know when she would be asleep and how long she'd sleep for. So you never know if you can plan anything. Do you know what I mean? And then it's so typical that they then have this long stretch when you least expected it. And you don't want to start something because you're thinking, well, I'll start and she'll wake. I won't be able to do it. So you kind of like sit there waiting for them to wake. And then they suddenly have like a three hour nap. And you're like, you feel like so dumb because you didn't do anything. So that was like, um, I think a lot of moms struggle with that. But for us, it was really hard to put her down in the evenings, you know, um, again, looking back, I think she was just like overtired and we didn't realize all of that new, you know, new parents, first time baby, like no idea what we were doing. Like we were clueless. So, you know, there's us trying to put her to sleep and she would like, oh, she had that period of like the screaming, the witching hour from 7 PM. I'm not even kidding you. I think she would scream literally till midnight. I mean, I'm not even kidding you. Hours hours of just screaming and us handing her back and forward, trying to get her to sleep. And I'm thinking again, now the poor baby just wanted to be left alone. <laughs> she probably, well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. We, we figured it out yeah. at one point where we just put her down yeah. and we were like enough and she fell asleep. But so the, I think I, rocking so her, much, shushing her, right, doing all her, these rocking, things, you know, yeah. and, and, and the, the white nose machine and the sheep that turns on with the heartbeats and all like the poor thing, the child was just overstimulated you know we didn't know like we really didn't know I was I was really trying I wanted her to go to sleep I didn't know oh awful awful we laugh about it still till this day we go shh 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 <laughs> it's yes. like a code name you know okay so I think this is a good time to take a quick break and talk about um somebody we're working with on the show called honey and for those of you I use honey it's a chrome extension Rob says hi um that you can use when you're online. You guys, I'm so frugal. And by the way, I'm already starting my holiday shopping. I'm sure your husband, Mike, has been doing it on eBay as well. Well, he he never (laughs) tells me. I only find out later, but yes. (laughs) 
But so Honey is an, ex- an extension that you can put, um, it's basically a free desktop browser that you can put on Chrome, Safari, and Firefox, and you save money and time when you're checking out online. The app searches the internet and, pl- and applies the best discount code for that retailer. It's literally two clicks to join. So basically, guys, all you do is download Honey, and if you're on Amazon, It'll tell you, well, this isn't the best price. You can go to this website and get it cheaper. It also has a price tracker. So if there's something you've been buying, you know, wanting to buy, it'll tell you um, if that price drops. So um, it's really easy. It tells you what you put in your cart, the savings you got, how many codes were applied before the checkout. So if you guys want to try Honey, like I use, and I've already done like half my shopping, by the way, you guys, um, to wow. get this free and amazing desktop app to start saving money, go to joinhoney.com slash coffee. In two clicks, you'll have access to over 1 million working coupon codes. They do all of the work for you. Again, that's joinhoney.com slash coffee and try it out because it's free and easy. And who doesn't like to save money. You know, when I, when we're starting to talk about this, I feel like I have so much to say and we could do eight shows yeah. on surviving newborns. But the first, I'll, I'll tell you, the, the hardest part for me was the second night home from the hospital. Like the first night, she seemed to sleep decent, wake up every couple hours, feed, go right back. But the second night, I'll never forget, she was screaming these shrill screams so loud. It was a sound I'd never heard before. <laughs> and we couldn't figure it out. She didn't want to feed. She was probably overtired. And we, my husband and I looked at each other shell shocked. I remember we had the bright lights on. It was 3 a.m. And we looked at each other and we're like, what the hell do we do? Like we had no clue how to decode the cries. Like it was so insanely the transition to motherhood where you have to learn how to care for this tiny human. And you're not even able to put your needs first because all of your energy is going into this child. Um, it's just, um, it was it was such a hard transition. And I think that's what all moms struggle with. You're trying to heal your body. You're trying to get in the groove. And the child never cooperates, right? Yeah. They never they never sleep. And, so, but I mean, let's be honest. I think like there's a massive um, a distance. I don't know if that's the right word, but anyway, a gap between like what it, uh, what you think it's going to be like to what it actually is. Anytime you see any sort of... Um, pictures or movies, magazines, anybody ever writing about it, blah, 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 about like, oh, you see all these amazing black and white pictures of like babies lying in the bed and they're breastfeeding and they're looking in their eyes of their mom and you can see like how great they're bonding and, and, and little, I, I, it was just so not like that. You know, you talked about the big, big hospital, um, pants. I mean, let's talk about that. Honestly, the first few weeks coming out of hospital, everything is you know everything you're leaking you feel gross. you're, you're leaking leaking but not yet from everywhere you know let's face it parts right. of you are still coming out it's just not it's not good you know and all of that is happening and then this this baby as well you know and it's just oh i don't know um i feel like the, the, i know it's i mean yeah. I, when you when when i was writing her i started crying again i felt like i was reliving yeah. my postpartum and my you know, I had post-traumatic stress disorder from a traumatic birth. And I felt like I was reliving that moment where I was sitting on the floor thinking, what if I just died? Because I was so sleep deprived after five long months. Um, I literally sat on the floor in my white bathroom 
And I remember Bob coming in and I was sobbing, laying on the floor. And he's like, what's wrong? And I said, what if I just died? I think it would be easier. And I didn't want to kill myself. I never did want to Mm -hmm. kill myself. I never said I want to die. But I thought to myself, wouldn't it just be easier if I was dead? And Mm -hmm. at that point, we knew I needed help and I had postpartum anxiety disorder. But, you know, and that's where my friend was. So I wanted to, for anyone listening, if you have any new friends that are new moms or if you are a new mom, I would ask you guys to please share the show because I wanted to give a couple of things that Tova and I have learned from Mm -hmm. having a couple of newborns now, um, things that I learned. The one other worst piece of advice I got Tova was rock your baby to sleep. I have now become a baby sleep expert. I have read every (laughs) baby sleep book. I'm not ashamed to say that. Mm -hmm. I am a baby sleep expert. I I am. I read every single possible baby sleep book. The the Elizabeth Pantley No Sleep Solution, the Baby Whisper, the Cry It Out Method. I have read every single, the Ferber Method where you let them cry in increments, two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes. I mean, I tried it all. And the number one thing I tell new moms is try to put them down awake as early as possible. I'm not saying let your newborn cry it out, but I'm telling you with my first child, I rocked that baby to sleep <laughs> until five months yeah. and it created what it's called a negative sleep association. If you're constantly rocking your baby, they don't learn how to fall asleep without being moved. Yeah. So then when you stop rocking, they can't do it. So I always tell people, try to put your baby down awake. And if you don't know what I mean, and you're like, what is she talking about? The number one book mm-hmm. I buy for everyone is... Um, um, the baby whisper because, mm. and she's from Great Britain, I think. Mm. Um, and she, um, that book is such a good book. I feel like everyone that's having a baby, they buy their bumpers and their cute little loveys and all these toys for the babies, but they don't buy a book on how to raise them. <laughs> and it's like, I, that's the number one thing that I did with second baby. Did you read any baby books before you had your first baby or did you binge Dr. Spock after? No, exactly. I didn't read, I didn't buy anything before. And then again, like a few days in, I was like, oh my God, went out, bought everything. Right. Right. right? Yeah. Read everything like in three days. Um, but I have to admit, like I made all the mistakes with the sleeping as well. Like my eldest was used to sleeping in the buggy in the, how do you say like buggy, uh, stroller, right? Uh, the, right. The, the stroller. Yeah. Uh, so I would every day for her morning nap, have to take her out in the buggy. Otherwise she just wouldn't nap. So <laughs> there was one nap she, she managed to do in her bed. But then the morning nap, I had to walk. And if I only stopped, I stopped for five seconds to say hello to somebody, she would wake. Right. So I'd have to keep walking. Hi, hi, no, I can't stop. There I go, you know, in my buggy every morning. Now, really looking back, actually, it wasn't the end of the world because it was the only exercise I've done in like six years was those (laughs) walks every single morning, 45 minutes, walking up and down my street. So really, she did me a favor. But in general, she just wouldn't sleep anywhere else. And then the afternoon nap, she, we had like this rocking, um, uh, swing, swing. I'd have to yeah. stick her on the swing. This is like the don't do. Okay. I'm telling you what I did and I'm not even like, don't so do it. So you did the same thing where yeah. I rocked. You used yeah, motion. I used you used swing, a swing exactly. and you used the buggy. <laughs> and I would the put her in the living room with the swing and turn off the light and I'd be sitting there in the dark <laughs> looking at Do you want to know how OCD? Kind of like, I know. 
I, I was so OCD <laughs> that I got into a routine where I would say the same thing to get her ready for nap, like at two, like at three weeks old, like, yeah. okay, it's time to go to sleep now. And I would put her in the swing and I would let the swing. And as soon as I saw the eyes droop, like one long blink, I would pick her up because yeah. I knew she was about to fall asleep and I would put her in her crib and swaddle her and turn on the white noise machine and shut the blackout shades yeah. because I was so manic, like, please sleep. Yeah. And I would just put her in the crib and she would fuss a little and I just shush pat her. This is with the second baby because the first yeah. baby, I didn't know what I was doing. And she finally would like, yeah. and that's how I got Emmy sleeping 12 hours at 10 weeks. The thing is, there's a big difference between baby number one, baby two. And actually I have yes. to say, I've got three kids and t- two of them are twins. And I can tell you for a fact, there's also just a very, there's also something very individual about, about, ba- you know, like anybody. I mean, it seems really stupid because they're babies, but, but they, it, there's already something there. So for example, with the twins, one of them slept through the night at three at three months. She was totally ready to not even have like a dream feed. She would just she would just like, Don't wake me, I'm fine. That's and amazing. she would just go to sleep seven to seven. And I always said to Mike, if she was our first, I'd probably think, Why is everybody moaning? This is so exactly, easy. Exactly, because this a lot of people have just babies so easy. Like that. Yeah, but that was a fluke. She was just like that, you know, whereas her twin sister, you know, wasn't sleeping through the night at like, you know, just close to a year, I think she was like uh, finally sleeping through the night. She was a nightmare. So like I think it's a very individual thing. Um, but with my eldest, it was eight months that we decided enough is enough. You are just going to have to like sleep. So I read, I read a lot of books. I read about the whole crying it out and all that. It didn't suit me, but I did. I was prepared to sort of go to do the whole intervals. Like let's, you know, let's let her cry for like, 30 seconds or a minute, calm, calm her down. We're still here. Everything's fine. Go back to sleep. And I was really worried about that. Like I was really panicking. I didn't know how I would do it. And, uh, there was the evening, the decision came and I think Mike was very adamant. Like it's time. We really need to do this. Like we have to claim our life back because we were really, right, we right. were just, we were suffering. So, um, drank a nice I was, I had my wine in my hand, right? Sip of wine. That's it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I put her to bed. Good night, sweetie. I love you. Good night. And I'm like, oh God, this is going to be awful. Left the room. She cries. She starts crying. She cried for like, I don't know, 30 seconds. I can't remember if it was a 30 seconds or a first minute was the first one. And I came back into the room. I said, everything's okay. Mommy's here, but it's time to go to bed and put her back down. And I went out How old the was room. she? Eight months. Eight okay. months. Wow. And I went out the room. So she's standing, right? She could stand. She wasn't walking, but she could like lift herself up and right. stand. Came out the room and that was it. <laughs> that was it. She went to sleep. And that was it. Never cried again. And me and Mike were just killing each other. Like, I cannot believe <laughs> it took us eight months to just try and do something, you know? But I get it. I was a new mom. And I and I and I get it. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Like, that's why I never Yes. I never like I I never ever 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 say that to new moms. It's like this is what you need to do because I honestly believe that some things you kind of like have to go through, have to learn, yeah, you know. And again, no, that's yeah. Tell me that, that, and that's why I say to like, there's a woman that I work with that's about to have her first baby, and she has no, she hasn't done anything. And I'm like, listen, the only thing I tell new moms is just read the baby whisper because she. Her book sets you up. The basic premise of the book is start as you mean to go. And if I had read this before my first child, I would have totally got it. But we can tell new moms, do this, do that, do this. And they're not going to get it. 
they have mm-hmm. to read it from somewhere else. Like they have to read it from an expert. But I'm, I buy that book for everyone for baby shower gifts because um, I just feel like it has such a good message and she gets you in the mindset of, oh, babies need routines. I didn't know babies needed routines mm-hmm. or, you know what I mean? Like it really helped me. Um, so I do, I buy that for everyone I know that's having a baby. I always bring that book and they're like a book. I'm like, trust me. And they never read it. <laughs> None of my friends read it until they're bleary eyed, exhausted yeah. after three like weeks three weeks. In, they're like, where's that And they're book? like, oh my God, where's this is book? the best book ever. <laughs> so it's kind of funny, but that is like the number one baby gift. Um, I want to give new mom advice, but first of all, I have to ask you where uh, your sweater is lovely. Tova, oh, you really? guys can't see, oh. is wearing a lovely really? beaded sweater. Oh. Um, and it got me thinking about this other um, company we're working with, Swap.com. Yes. Because I want Tova to put that sweater on Swap.com <laughs> so I can buy it. No, but um, I like but, it. I don't, <clears throat> don't want to put it on. <laughs> yeah, it's just, but yeah. new moms, you need maternity clothes. And then once you have the baby, you're not ready to fit back into your old clothes yet. And you don't want to spend a fortune on new clothes. So where do you go? You go to Swap.com. It's the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. You don't have to drive to store after store sifting through racks. And with your new baby, you don't want to leave the house anyway in those granny panties from the hospital. So you can shop for millions of clothes. <laughs> clothes in seconds on slop.com. Um, they are the world's largest online consignment store. You guys, they have brands like Lululemon, Carter's, Nike, J crew and gap, and they have six to 10,000 new items added daily. If something doesn't fit free returns within 30 days, no questions asked. So this is great to buy baby clothes, great to buy maternity clothes, great to buy anything, even holiday gifts. So for you guys only, you can get 40% off your first order on swap.com plus free shipping. Hello. This is like a no-brainer. 40% off free shipping. Use promo code COLDCOFFEE40. Amazing. Thank you very All much right. for that. I love your sweater. I do. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to gonna put a picture. I'm trying to think where I got this. It's really old, actually. It's like... Uh, We're both wearing gray today, too. Mm-hmm. I put on a sweater, even That's though it's really 90 gorgeous. degrees out. I love that. Isn't it? It's yeah. really cute. Uh, you know what I have underneath? <laughs> I have a maternity tank top on it. <laughs> It's got like this big hole from where my belly used to be, but it's my favorite tank top. It's like the last part of my babies that I still wear. Also, you you keep talking about these hospital granny pants. I'm pretty sure I'm wearing one right now, but anyway. but that's. I know. We need the Tova Lee um, underwear line. Okay. So Tova, so my friend messaged me. She's feeling awful. She's not sleeping. Her baby's keeping her up all night. What is the advice you get? I'll tell you mine after, but what's the advice you give new moms when you go visit them and they're just at their wit's end? I I, I feel like the only thing I could ever say to a new mom in terms of advice is get help. (laughs) Always I say that. Um, I think like help can come in different shape and forms. For the twins, that was the number one thing that we did was just surround ourselves with a support system. And even that, I still struggled for other reasons, but like that was so, I mean, that was life changing, you know? So whether it's a family member or your friends or hired help, if you don't have family around you, just try and get as some, some, you know, there's this help that's offered as well, like from your community, like you, you just look into what you can get, what support you can get. So like when it comes to your friends, a lot of people want to come and visit a uh, new mom, new baby, right? And they come, they want to visit, but think about what you could do instead of just visiting. So whether it's, you know, bringing food, you know, because as a, yes, as a, like as a, dinner. Yeah, like bring dinner over when you come over or, mm-hmm. or ask if, 
have you have you had a chance to go out to the shops? Can I get you your shopping? Like, what do you need me to bring? Just try and think about like. Uh, so this is really advice for people who know pe- somebody who's just had a newborn. You know what I was gonna? I was but gonna. Do you know what I mean? You, yeah. So you know what I do when I visit is I don't visit. I say go take a nap, go take a yeah. shower, go do yoga. I got pump me a bottle. I'm gonna sit here. I'm gonna watch TV, and you're gonna go take an hour to yourself. And that's yeah. what I usually do for new moms. I'll bring like a pan of lasagna or a, a frozen dinner that they can un, uh, reheat. And then I let the new mom just go take a nap and watch the baby yeah. for an hour because that's really, I think, what new moms need is just space, right? And time to like process what they're gone through. Totally, totally. And I really think that that's the best advice for new moms is just take help, get help. Anybody offers help, says yes, say yes. Don't be ashamed to ask for help. It doesn't mean you're failing. It doesn't mean you're not a good mom. It means that you're, you know, you're brilliant. And honestly, that's that for me, that's the only advice. How about you? What do you normally say? Well, so this is what I messaged her. I'm going to read a little bit. This is on my blog, Kristen Hewitt.me, but this is what I messaged her back on like Insta stories. We were like messaging on Insta stories and I wrote this really long message and I said, Listen, welcome to motherhood. You now have to find a new way to survive and thrive. The sleep exhaustion is going to push you to places you never even knew existed within you and make you question if you're cut out for this. But from one mom to another, I need you to know something. You were made for this. You can and will do this. The love that created the beautiful baby in your arms is inside you along with a brilliant light. So I really want you to process this and hear this. This too shall pass. Tattoo it on your wrist if you need to. Because it's true, Tova. This too shall pass is my mantra in life. It's at three months when they're finally sleeping and they wake up teething, you remember this too shall pass. When they're two and they're throwing a tantrum because you cut their toast in a triangle instead of a square, you're going to need to breathe and say this too shall pass. When they're eight and they throw a tantrum in the car because they asked for one pen and you give them three to choose from and then they throw them at you, which is a true story and happened to me this morning. <laughs> I said to myself, this too shall pass. And I want to get a bracelet with that like on it for me, for myself, for the holidays. I might buy myself yeah. a bracelet because this too shall pass is the one thing that has gotten me through all of the hard stages of parenting. Um, And that's what I messaged her. And so I turned it into a blog post because I felt like new moms needed to hear that. But without those four words, I don't think I could have survived our first baby because that, it was hard. I think having a newborn is the hardest thing in the world. You know, you think the pregnancy is the hard part, right, Tova? You know, especially for us, the IVF, the getting pregnant, like all of the years leading up to getting the baby. And then you're hospitalized for low fluid and you go through this pregnancy and you do an amniocentesis and you have all this stuff, right? So when you finally have the baby, you think all of the hard stuff is over, Yeah. right? Yeah. And it's just beginning. I know. I mean, to be honest, like I, I, I totally get what you're saying. I, I, I had that exact sort of thought to myself. I focused so much on the pregnancy when I was pregnant. And then when the baby came, I thought, oh my God, I literally didn't think at all about what I would be doing when the baby was actually here. <laughs> I was so focused on the pregnancy. But then on the other hand, I sort of understand why I did it. You kind of like focus on this, the, the, you know, the stage that you're at. Um, but I guess like for new moms, you know, uh, I would just say surround yourself with friends, especially mom friends. Again, early on, I was quite lonely. Like there was no, I wasn't part of any kind of like mom networks and mom groups. And I think like once I found my 
you know, my little sort of mom gang, things changed, you know, they, it's so helpful when you, you've got like other moms around you and other friends and people that you see, oh, okay, they're, you know, they're doing the same thing. It really does help. Um, so yeah, I'd say also get out of the house. Um, I don't know about you if you did that or yeah, didn't. Yeah, no, Took me get a while. out of the house. And once well, yeah, I got because out, as soon better, as you're getting it? out of yeah. the house and you're walking out, they throw up on you or they poop yeah. and a diaper explodes and you have to change. But, but so a, you a lot see of people- you can handle it. You know what I mean? Right. You do it and you go, oh, actually, I can do this, you know, and, and, and that's yeah. great advice. Yeah. Um, you know, the one thing I will say, because I know you and I both need to, um, we're not going to, we need to wrap up the show, but um, the one thing I will say is a lot of people have messaged us on our Cold Coffee Show Facebook page that they don't have a lot of friends mm-hmm. and they feel a little bit bad about that. So I want to say two things. One, you have us. Mm-hmm. We are here. You have my show. My page is Kristen Hewitt TV. You have Tova Lee's page. You have our Cold Coffee Show page. We are here for you. We always like to engage and talk to moms online, offline, private messages. So if you feel alone and you feel like you need to talk to someone, you can message us anytime. And number two, I made some of my best friends at the hospital, at the breastfeeding support group. They Mm -hmm. have classes before you give birth. They have classes after you give birth. There are local universities and local centers that have baby classes where you can go and meet new moms who are going through what you're going through. If you're feeling like you need to find someone, don't hesitate to look. Because even if you don't have a lot of friends, like I didn't when I first moved here, you can find them. And I found my best friends once I had a baby. Yeah. That's really good advice. I'm. We're gonna have to wrap it up. Actually, I have to yes, go and pick I know. up it's, my children from school. Otherwise, it's an early show. Yeah, we had to, so no not so news. But you know what? Let's share our not yes. so news oh, yes. on our Facebook page, and let's ask our question of the week. Um, is what's your? Uh, should we ask what's the best advice for new moms or the worst advice you got? I kind of want to hear the worst. Yeah, but both. We do both. both. Let's worst, do the both. Worst yeah. and best advice. Yeah. For uh, for new moms, yeah. By the way, it snowed today, Kristen. Oh, my kids would be so jealous. a tiny bit, like just a few flakes, but it was enough for you know for everybody to get very excited. But it's all gone now. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sad. I yeah. put on a sweater and it's 85 out, but I put on a sweater just so I could pretend like it was winter. <laughs> I have my. Do you you do a Christmas tree? Do you have your Christmas yeah. tree up? No, but I saw you got yours up. Isn't that early? I do. It's my tradition. And I was going to ask you if next week you wanted to talk about Christmas traditions. Yeah. Because I put my tree up the day after Thanksgiving. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Well, thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you, everybody. Um, We appreciate you. Please share this episode if you liked it. And don't forget to like our page, Cold Coffee Show. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Bye, Kristen. Bye. Bye. Bye.